talked about you know the protests and rioting, but what goes what coincides with that is, is voting. And a lot of people are so fixated on a presidential race that they're not really paying attention to your representatives in your district, your judges, your sheriffs, your senators, your governors. These are people that are making pivotal decisions where you actually live, where you lay your head at. And to me, this is the time to mobilize, organize, and get together, educate one another on, on who is running for office in your area. Because those guys, if those people are in office right now that you don't agree with, that aren't like-minded like you, are not making viable change or positive change, we need to vote somebody in that you think will make positive change. Too many times people are fixated on the presidential election and not on the primaries. This is the time to really educate ourselves and know who's running in office. That way, when we do vote somebody in, we hold them to that standard and make sure they're making viable change. And, I, and me and my uncle have talked about this. I, you can put your two cents in this. When it comes to voting, uh, why do you think that people aren't taking, you know, the, the senator race, the representative race, and every other race, judges, sheriffs, as serious as the presidential race? I think that this, this thing, this goes all the way back. You know, we fought so hard in the 60s to get voting rights. And we've, when we finally got to that point where we are granted voting rights, you know, somewhere along the line from the 60s to now, you know, we just thought that it wasn't important to us. We thought that our voice didn't count. Yeah. But in fact, every voice counts. And it's up for each and every one of us to get out there and exercise our constitutional right to vote. If we don't, Things like this occurred, Definitely. you know. Um, we we can't hold people accountable for if we didn't go out there and vote and they made office. Now we sitting back here and complaining. Now, I totally agree that the judges, the senators, the congressmen, your representative, yeah. um, your local from the county commission to the county uh, from the county and city. I I totally agree. You have to go out there and see what they are all about. See what see what their platform is. See what they you know what they bring to the table, and you know something and and understand what you want from them, and you know something if they don't meet if they don't meet your requirements then don't vote them into office. But don't just come out there just for the presidential race because it's much bigger than that. Correct. It's much bigger than that. You know the president is only a figurehead. You know, he doesn't, you know, he, yes, he makes decisions, but he has to go through Congress. Exactly. And so, you know, you vote these individuals in that have been in Congress 20, 30 years that are that's this occupying a seat. No They're not making they no no moves whatsoever to justice. I think that what you should be doing is trying to reelect some fresh, fresh minded individuals to that position so that we can make changes. So voting is 100 percent something that we must do definitely and, and i had to educate myself too i was like everybody else you know it wasn't the president presidential race or the governor the senator race i really didn't pay attention and i had to educate myself and see who was running who was the representative in my district who was the congressman that is running in, in this district and really educate myself because those are the people that are going to make changes in the areas that is going to directly affect me the areas where i lay my head at where i stay at where i feel safe at and I would just urge everybody to please, please go out there, vote, educate, let's mobilize and get into people, get people into office that you really feel like have a like mind like you and that, that really want to make effective and positive change. I stated this in the beginning. My uncle was in the military four years as a U.S. Marine in Desert Storm, 
three years in the U.S. Army. Talking about Colin Kaepernick and taking a knee during the national anthem, as somebody that was in the military, uh, what did that do for you and how did it affect you? Well, um, you know, so many people have asked me the same question and I've had the opportunity to actually, you know, uh, listen to him very carefully. And he, he has always said from day one, it's not about the flag. He utilized his platform to to bring awareness to the injustice of police brutality. And I think that as stars, as athletes, as as citizen, is our job, whether we have on social media, whether uh, whether we are elected official, it's our job to use that platform to to voice our opinion on anything that is against the norm. And Police brutality, um, violation of civil rights, human rights, you know, these are all against the norm. It is us, when we have that platform, we step up. So when him kneeling for the flag and him actually, um, he, when he actually came out and, and explained that, hey, this is not a disrespect to the flag. You know, I have friends and family members, you know, that, you know, I honor. You know, I, I think that this this is a bigger picture. Definitely. This is a big, bigger picture because of the fact that there's more athletes that have kneeled. You know, T, um, T, um, Tim Tebow kneeled, you know, um, and, he, you know, he didn't get such, um, so much negative publicity like calling that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think this is a bigger picture. This has nothing to do with the flag. Definitely. And I think that when other certain individuals use their platform to to preach separation and violence, you know, um, I think that you know this brings a negative negative aspect to what he stands for. Yes, and, I, and I'm so glad you said that, especially since you were in the military. And to me, it seems that most people that have a problem with players taking a knee during the national anthem actually never served in the military. I would, I would really love to take a poll to see how many people that were veterans like you that actually were in the military find it disrespectful. But the, the crazy thing is, is that Colin Kaepernick asked the Green Beret, Nate Boyer, who played in the NFL, he asked him, what is a way I can respectfully, peacefully protest during the national anthem? And Nate told him that we always took a knee for our fallen soldiers. So I would prefer you took a knee. So he actually asked somebody that was in the military, what should I do? To, to peacefully protest and, and show the world and use my platform, the social injustices and police brutality that are going on to my people in the nation. He asked the military veteran that, and then people seem like that's not what they want to talk about. The issue is people don't really want to discuss why he's taking the knee. They want to discuss he's disrespecting the flag. No, it's an uncomfortable situation, but this is a situation that people like my uncle, people like myself have dealt with on a daily basis throughout our lives. It's a subject that we continue to talk about and effective change needs to come. But you you, you ever hear the comments in the side where people say, you can play play football, play football. It's crazy. That's where we come with that exploitation. You know, I yes, you're paying me, but at the same time, I'm still a human being. I, you know, I still have a voice here. So just by paying me to play football, doesn't you, you don't take away my rights use my platform to fight against injustice exactly. and stuff. So I, I think that, you know, um, when we talk about oppression, exploitation, violation of civil and human rights, though that is the root of the problem. If we're not willing to open up and says, you know, something I'm coming to say, I see 
I see the problem. I see that, you know, um, the issues. Until it happens to you, yeah. it's not a problem. Exactly. But as soon as, as soon as crime come over into the suburbs, it's a major problem. Now we're going to do some change of the law, do some reform here, yeah. you know, get the police out there. And But long as it stays in the inner cities, we're fine. Exactly. I think people tend to forget, yes, we are athletes, but we're still human beings. We're black male athletes. We're black men first before we're athletes. And these are issues that we deal on the daily. A lot of us have dealt with this since the ages of four and five up until we're grown, man. And we just ask that you guys empathize with us. Uh, my, my Caucasian brothers and sister, sisters empathize with us and, and hear our cries. And I just love that there's been a lot of change and, and so many people coming out to protest of all different colors, backgrounds, races, sexes, and it's just amazing. And if we keep doing this, we will have effective change. And that's what we really need in this nation today. If, if I can, um, it is our job as African-Americans to educate our young ones, yeah. you know, especially with their interaction with law enforcement. It is our job to teach our daughters, sons, sisters, and brothers that when they interact with law enforcement, be respectful. You know, they ask for license registration insurance, give them license registration, registration insurance. You know, have that stuff readily available before they even give give to the vehicle. At um, during a traffic stop or even encounter on the street, that is not the time to debate. You know, there's there's a time and place that you can um, you can sort out your problem, and there's a process that you can hold law enforcement accountable for. But you want to be able to go home safely, and in doing in doing so, you you have to be the better man, the the bigger man, the bigger woman, and um, I, I understand sometimes it's hard, but at the same time, you want to live to fight another fight. And I'm actually glad that you brought that up because uh, that's been a subject on social media and, and all over the news of how young you know, African-American uh, boys and girls have had to learn about the police and when they're stopped and what to do. But I, I would ask you this question. How many times have, have my Caucasian brothers and sisters, have you had to sit down your son or daughter and tell them how to interact with the police when they're pulled over. Just let that sit in. I appreciate you, uh, Uncle Timmy, for coming and having this discussion uh, on, on subjects that really need to be talked about. I hadn't seen an interview like this, and I felt like it was my duty with my platform to have this interview, so I really appreciate you stopping by the Man Cave and having this discussion with us. Um, Leisure, it's, it's an honor and a, and a pleasure. Just like I said, you must stand for something or fall for anything. And we'll leave it at that. Um, to check out more of my podcast episodes, Check me out on YouTube, Anything is Doosable. On Instagram, these, uh, this episode will be up also, Lige Doosable. Thanks for stopping by the Man Cave.